Hello and welcome to the week six review for the NFL season from first and ten. I'm Ollie, and once again joined by Ash. Ash, how are you doing, mate? I'm good. I'm good. A week of shocks. A week of shocks. I'd have to say probably the biggest, biggest shock, shocking week, uh, <laughs> yeah, so far of the season. Yeah, shocking week where the one shock I picked did not come off, but we'll get on to that. <laughs> Uh, only slightly better at uh, Robbie Anderson and the Panthers coaching staff. Um, Miles, how are you doing, mate? Um, yeah, I'm good because the Patriots won and that makes the following week very, very good. Victory Monday and all that. But yeah, I thought we played well. Very happy. Very, very happy. Absolutely. No, you're feeling, mate. It's good, it's good to be here. Um, Bills at the Chiefs, we'll start off with. I mean, it was game of the week going into it. I think probably you have to say on balance game week coming out of it. Miles, uh, what do you make of this one? Um, well, I thought the Bills were going to win, and they did. Um, I, I think it was just a really, really good game, really entertaining. Both caught, I know Mahomes threw two picks, but I think both QBs were actually both QBs played really well. I think the Bills are just a slightly better team than the Chiefs, but Mahomes kept the minute right till the end. Um, I just think the Bills D is just. It's re- it's so good, and I know the Chiefs aren't going to face the Bills every week, so you know most weeks are going to be a lot easier. But I think that's a pretty good test for the Chiefs, and they need they. I know they didn't pass it, but I I just don't think they're going to come up against uh, a foe as that f- formidable as the Bills again until they probably play the Bills in the postseason. So yeah, I think um, Chiefs can't really be annoyed at themselves for losing that. Obviously, they won't be happy with it, but. Yeah, just felt like Mahomes got, you know, he got Juju involved. I think Kelsey was automatic, as he always is. Um, but yeah, and then the other side, of, you know, Josh Allen was Josh Allen, really. Um, I, I just feel like ne- neither team wanted to really run the ball because they've got these two quarterbacks that can just sling it. And I know I know the, the, the Chiefs really, really didn't run the ball very well at all. But um, yeah, I just I just think it was it was a great, class in passing and uh yeah hopefully we get to see these two again in the postseason because last season the bills beat the chiefs in the regular season then the chiefs did them in the postseason so and that was probably the best game of the year so hopefully we get to see them play again because it's always a great great matchup when these two teams uh come against each other yeah bills managed to just about get by in this one without having to go to a coin toss um, and the rare case of Patrick Mahomes getting the ball last and not being able to yeah. win Like, you know, he threw that crucial pick. And it, as I said, said on commentary, rare that he makes a mistake like that, but he did. And, uh, I, you know, I say the Bills' defence really does seem to be that good. Um, I think this is the game that really cements the Bills at the top of the power rankings mm. for me. Um, I don't really see anyone else being this good. The Eagles are obviously having a very good season. I still think they're yet to be properly tested. I don't think anyone expects you to praise the Eagles though. So <laughs> well yeah exactly I'm <laughs> on that front. Um I to be honest I'm still pretty stout on keeping them at number three after this week in the power rankings. Um I yeah, because this is the bit the Chiefs they might have lost here, but they've lost to the best team and I don't mm-hmm. think that is enough to put them Below the Eagles, better opinion, but um, we'll get on. I'll do anything to keep the Eagles off the top spot. We'll, uh, <laughs> just as long as I can do it, uh, at least. Um, so Ravens at the Giants next. Um, this was an amazing game from my perspective. Um, Ash, did you enjoy it as anywhere near as much as I did? Uh, yeah, I mean, we found out that Dabo and the Giants are now the real deal. Oh, I had did not expect the Giants to be this consistent all year the, like you said the coaching I think that obviously we we saw it firsthand a little bit in London you obviously got to the training facility I didn't I went to the Packers one but we you we saw the New York Giants come of age against the Packers and then to do it at home against Baltimore who I think are twice the team the Packers are is just another like gold star in what Dabo has turned into a hell of a season for him. At the moment, you could even say that he is on for coach of the year. Um, the way that this he's got this Giants team playing, 
Um, he's got the youngsters involved with Bellinger and Robinson this week. And obviously the game plan is tight on defense, mix it up on offense. And obviously they've been mixing in some receivers because obviously they've had the players down, but they've still been using Barkley. And Daniel Jones has just been really, really safe. He's not been the Daniel Jones of... Obviously, he had that fumble into the first half, but let's forgive him from that because that was kind of like a Hail Mary chance. He's been very, very, very steady um, all season, um, all season really, but especially in this game. So Ravens will feel like they could have had chances. I know they lost Dobbins early in the first half, which obviously we're still waiting to hear what the, the inkling is on that. They, they, The coach said they pulled him out for a bad knee. It, was, it seemed like it, was, it tightened up on him. But... Other than Andrews, it's kind of like what the Rams are doing with Cup. Other than Ram, um, Andrews for Baltimore, it's kind of a little bit one-dimensional. And maybe Dabble thought, you know what, we'll give him Andrews and we'll just lock everything down. And that's kind of what happened. So fair play to Dabble and the Giants. They are now officially going to be in my power rankings because I haven't had them in there for at all. So about five and one, you cannot ignore how well this Giants team are playing. It's genuinely quite difficult to believe because... Even going to that Packers game last week, I was like, okay, this is where we get the reality check. And then I was like, okay, we've won this. The Packers, you know, haven't looked that good this season. The Ravens next week, this will be the reality check because the Ravens are a properly good team. And I, I, I'm generally, I generally just can't believe it. It's um, we should we shouldn't be anywhere near this good. I I don't understand it. The re- the receiving core is a mess. There's you know quite a lot of dysfunction at least in that position group at the moment. Um, and, you know, we only just got one Dale Robinson back. He looks good, to be fair. Um, but the rest of the guys at wide receiver still don't look great. It's just a matter of, you know, spoon feed them enough um, that they can actually get something down. Um, I, Saquon Barkley handing off to Daniel Jones was probably the highlight <laughs> of, of the game for me. Um I like even though it didn't really result in anything, it's just uh, this madness uh, from the play call, and that's just going to get even better as the season goes on. Just uh, as the teams expect it, you just keep changing up. It's it's going to be amazing. I, it's fun to watch. We're doing well, and we are now solely second in the NFC East, which um, it, I I know it's not you know the mass- the biggest achievement, but. Yeah, we're very much in the wild card race, and we're not that far off the Eagles, and it's it's very dizzy heights, unfortunately. Well, I say unfortunately, it was it was a really tough game to watch. The first time I've properly had to like, you know, grip my teeth for a game in I can't remember how long. Um, yeah, and it didn't even come down to a final drive really. Kevin Thibodeau ended that really quickly. Uh, yeah, just amazing game all round. Yeah, I think again with I think another thing that kind of maybe got missed over a lot of a lot of the stuff this weekend, a storyline is obviously Wink Martindale used to be the defensive coordinator of Baltimore. And I think that if anyone knows how to play Lamar Jackson, it's the old defensive coordinator of the Ravens for the last two years that has had to put his defense up against him in against him in practices. So I think that kind of kind of got lost under the radar of how well this Giants team defensively matched up well against the Ravens. And to be fair to Wink, at the moment, you could even argue that he might even be a head coach candidate at the end of the season for some teams looking for a more of an experienced guy as well. So well done for Wink Martindale, who done an amazing job keeping Lamar Jackson under, well, under three scores this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. And one of those touchdowns, uh, we just happened to make the unfortunate mistake of only having 10 players on the field. So, you know, that one doesn't even really count. So, in, yeah. absolutely, in, in that, if you look at it that way, we absolutely destroyed them. Um, yeah. Bucks to the Steelers next, we'll move on quickly. Um, on Miles, this was a really strange one. Um, I don't think a lot of people would have been picking the Steelers, but Mitch Trubisky comes back into the into the Steelers team, cape on, and he saves the day. I don't know what the Steelers are going to do going forward at the, at the quarterback position because last week we were talking they could end up at 101 in the draft and then they just go and get one of the good QBs like Levis, Young or Stroud and kind of like the Cardinals did with um, Rosen and Murray. But like they can win with Trubisky, you know, and Pickett is hurt and bad. So 
what are they going to do? Do they just try and tank and go for the better QBs? I, I don't know. I just think they're in a weird position. But as for the game, I think they weren't actually that good. I think they were okay, but the Bucks just looked all over the place, really. It was quite weird. And then there was all that talk of what Brady was up to during the week. Like he didn't, he had a day off on Wednesday and then he went to a party or he went to Robert Kraft's wedding on the, uh, on like Thursday or Friday or something like that. And then flew to the game without the team on his private jet or something. And then ended up having a fallout, very public fallout with the O-line on the sidelines. And it just, the whole team like that kind of summed up their performance because they just looked disjointed he had chemistry with his receivers, but I think that's because he can, he can, yeah, he couldn't place the ball any better to anyone. Like he's just a great quarterback. But the line didn't look great. The the defense, they just, I don't know. Everything looked a bit all over the place. And I think there's something going on behind the scenes there in Tampa Bay that isn't quite right because they they have just about got the job done in every game or most games this year, and then they've just kind of, yeah, they kind of they kind of let Pittsburgh beat them rather than like. Pittsburgh Pittsburgh didn't have to be good to win because Pittsburgh can't be good because they suck. So yeah, I just it was a really weird game to watch. But you know, it's good to see Najee Harris kind of come back and you know, he had that he had a metal cap in his shoe for the past like three or four weeks and he's got that out and he said he's feeling better, he looks better. So hopefully we can see a bit more from him. Claypool had a good game. Don't really rate him that highly, but there you go, it kind of shows how bad the Bucks were if, if they're making Claypool look like Moss. So yeah, really, really weird game, but happy for the Steelers, even though I don't really like them. I just think the Bucks are a bit all over the place, and it's it's weird to see because we had them in the Super Bowl conversation earlier this year, and now it's kind of like, oh, what's what's going on? Because that was a mess, and they need to bounce back because that was wasn't wasn't pleasant viewing if you're a Bucks fan. Yeah, it's one of those. I I feel like Tomlin might be a little bit pleased. Obviously, you don't want to see anyone get hurt. But the fact that he doesn't have to make a decision on the quarterback starting. Yeah, he kind of had an out with. Yeah, yeah he was yeah, like, oh, absolutely. actually, I, I have to bench him now because he's hurt. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. And if Trubisky keeps, you know, at least playing better than Pickett did, and what, admittedly, Pickett didn't really get much time to show what he can do. But mm. if Trubisky manages to just about beat that, then uh, I think he could just about justify uh, keeping Trubisky in for the rest of the season, keeping that winning record for his career that he seems to love and uh I, yeah i i do feel sorry to pick it but I, I do think he will get his chance at some point maybe next season um jets at the packers next big upset here um we saw some great celebrations from jets players and fans alike um, after the game um ash did you enjoy this one yeah it was a big time upset i don't know if you saw the press conference with robert Sala. Saying that he basically he, his halftime team talk was basically just body blow, body blow, body blow, and the Packers will give up, and they did. So it was it was a strange one because obviously everyone had geared up for a sort of a rebound of Rogers and to sling it around and everything to go all swimming, um, swimmingly for him, but it just turned into re- a really sluggish game at the beginning, and then all of a sudden the Jets just started to run the ball and. Green Bay could not stop him. I think that there was um there was a tackle early on in the game. I think it was Williams. I don't think it was Quentin Williams. It was the other Williams. I think it was like the, the um ah oh, what's it Quincy Williams? That's his name. Yeah, Quincy him. Williams. Um yeah, he tackled Aaron Jones. I don't know if you saw it. The spear. Yeah, it was amazing. like a spear. It was such a good tackle. Um and I think that kind of changed the mindset really the Jets where. It just showed how much more dominant they were physically over the Packers. And the Packers just look, I don't know at the moment, I didn't expect them to be like this. They just look complacent. They look lazy and complacent. And it wasn't something I was expecting, especially after the Giants loss. I thought that they would get in gear and get a bit more with it. And they just weren't. And fair play to the Jets. So as they've got a nice young core getting built here in um, in New York, I think it starts high up as GM, and obviously just with all the pieces they're putting together, I'm still not massively sold on Zach Wilson, but they had a hell of a draft class this year, 
and they've still got more picks and stuff. So I, I do think the Jets are, if you're looking for an exciting team to kick on in the next couple of years, I think the Jets might be one of them. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to watching this team grow. Really great young team. Hopefully, you know, I mean, there's supposed to be somewhat of a New York rivalry. I don't really see the Jets as rivals, to be honest. Maybe that's a bit uh, demeaning to the Jets, but at the end, <laughs> at the end of the day, um, I don't really see, we only play them once every four years. Like, you know, why not Why not see them do well? Um, Cowboys at the Eagles next. Uh, I was quite looking forward to this one, mainly just because one of the two of them had to lose. Um, <laughs> Miles, it was the Cowboys that lost. Um, the Eagles stay unbeaten. How good is this Eagles team? Um, I think that, right, so... What I said about the Bucks early on in the season is kind of how the Eagles have progressed is they haven't been astonishing. They haven't been blowing everyone away. They've just kept they've kept on doing just enough and they look good. They don't you know, the D looks good. The O line is is incredible because their run game is just like they could hand they could hand it off to, to me and my mum and we'd probably get a few yards. Like they look really, really good on the ground. Jalen Hurts is proving a lot of doubts is wrong love the guy um yeah just think as a group there's quite clearly quite good chemistry they look a really good like cohesive unit um and again yeah just defensively that d line with cox in it is just is so so good like it's just like i don't know i don't know what i've kind of run out of good things to say about them because again they just need a really uh professional engaged team and the Cowboys, I did actually think they maybe could get an upset here because the Cowboys have been looking pretty good all all season without Dak. And I just thought, you know, in a divisional game, anything can happen. But yeah, didn't didn't work out in the end. But I just, yeah, I was really, really, really happy with what I saw from uh from the Eagles last night. I only watched the first half, but they just they were they were up twenty nothing at, at one point, and then. Yeah, uh, Cowboys got on the board just before the half, but yeah, it was um, just putting on a clinic every week. Really, don't don't yeah. destroy teams, but do enough to beat them. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. They definitely look comfortable. It's I have to say, it's getting slightly unsettling. <laughs> Jason Garrett has started saying "fly Eagles, fly." It's um, it's a very strange place to be in. Um, but yeah, they, they can't be that good. Someone's gonna beat them at some point, surely. Um. Maybe it's but you. I generally, I I cannot wait for that game because I I do generally believe in it at this point. And you know what? Why not? I I I that would be amazing. Um, but moving on to the Bengals at Saints. Um, Bengals are starting to look better and better each week. For me, they're not quite. They've not quite convinced me that they're a top team again just yet. Um, Ash, have they managed to convince you anymore? I think they're going to be in my power rankings this week. I think going into New Orleans, which is not a great place to go, um, even though the Saints aren't, they're not that healthy and they're not playing that well at the moment, it's still a tough place to go. And Burrow was exceptionally good um, this weekend, 28 or 37 for 300 and TD. And that was, that was, there's one on the ground as well. I thought he played excellently. And um, I think it was the rebirth of Jamar Chase again, because obviously he's been quiet a lot uh, the last few weeks. Um, and the second touchdown was exceptional, um, which is what we're used to seeing from Jamar Chase. Um, the Saints look a little bit, they gave up obviously that first round pick next year for in the Alave trade. So it's kind of put them in a little bit of win now mode. So I wouldn't even be shocked, to be honest, to see New Orleans go out and maybe make a move before the trade deadline just to try and maybe get someone, maybe if it's just a player for player or a later round pick or even a 24 pick to kick can down the road to knowing the Saints. Um, but the Bengals, I'd still worry a little bit about this defence. They're obviously still getting points put up against them. Um, but offensively, it seems to be clicking now, which is about time really in Cincinnati. Yeah, I mean, they definitely, they're definitely getting better, but I, I don't know if the Saints are quite a good enough team for them to convince me. I don't know. I, I, I think the Bengals, they need a few more wins before we can properly say they're back to where they were, mm -hmm. even, if even really close, to be honest. Yeah. Um, 
Jags at the Colts next. Um, the Jags continue their horrible away record in the division, mm-hmm. but the Colts, I guess they kind of redeem themselves for that awful loss to the Jags earlier in the season, just a couple of weeks ago, really, wasn't it? Um, Miles, what do you take from this one? Um, I think we saw what everyone kind of thought was going to happen with Matt Ryan at quarterback and that receiving group. Um, he just looked like, I mean, Pittman had 13 catches for 130 yards or something like that. Like they, they, they just looked so good through the air and even Alec Pierce was solid. The second receiver on that team. Um, I just, yeah, it was it was a completely different Colts team to what we've been seeing so far. And yeah, as I said, they looked like the team we thought they were going to be. And I mean, I guess it is still too soon to say because it's just one game. But if that's if that that's the way we expected them to play, if they keep doing that, then maybe they we've got something here. And I don't think they're a contender or anything like that. But they have been very, very poor, and I just we all kind of thought they would be, uh, you know, top two in their division. So, yeah, I think, and also, you know, when you get JT back into the mix, if they can properly work, you know, because they ran the ball well, um, I just think if they can properly get things going again in the passing game like they did um, uh, yesterday, then then we've got a uh, we've got the Colts that we thought we were going to have um, this year um, yep. with the Jags just. Yeah, kind of, kind of like the Bucks, just a bit disjointed, and they kind of just let the game kind of slip. They never really had like a, a proper firm grasp on it. Um, thought Trevor was, you know, was kind of fine, but yeah, they just as a team, they just were kind of bit, bit all over the place. And I know, I know, you know, then obviously weren't going to win every single game, but it's just that they they looked a lot worse than we have seen from them so far. I think they're better than a two and four team, um, but. Yeah, we um, hopefully that's not gonna get get Trevor down because I like him. You know, again, he didn't do much, but you know, one one touchdown, no interceptions. But yeah, then they ran the ball really well of ETN. So yeah, just kind of think that that yeah, they didn't really get let themselves um get into the game enough. They didn't really get um, they were kind of play. It felt like they were just kind of dilly dallying a bit and. Yeah, I guess when the Colts are just flinging the ball around like that and, you know, letting Pittman go for 134 yards, then kind of hard to stay in it, really. But, yeah, I kind of thought that it was it was really good performance from the Colts and hopefully for them, they can kick on now because they have been so poor and this was like a complete contrast to what we've seen so far. Yeah, hopefully Colts can sort of build on this. It was a very Jonathan Taylor-esque performance from Michael Pittman. Uh, he just was getting the ball every single time. Yeah, I know. They it's threw crazy. it, it seems. If, uh, yeah, I, I mean, fair enough. It seems to work. Just, uh, if if you're going to just throw it to him every time and it works, then why not do it? It's like, at the end of the day, it's pretty simple. Give the ball to the best player and you might win. Um, Vikings at the Dolphins got here next. Um, it's a pretty spirited effort from a severely sort of weakened Dolphins team, Ash. Um, did they show anything here that makes you think? Oh, I mean, obviously they get two back next week. Um, do do you, do you think even without him they showed a decent level here? Yeah, for defensively they looked a little bit more with it to that uh, this week. Um, offensively it's still disjointed, but you can understand that. Obviously, they they trained all week for Thompson to be the starter. Then Thompson went down. Then Bridgewater came back in. Um, so obviously you you kind of you're going to get disjointed from that sort of aspect. Uh, Tyreek Hill is absolutely balling at the moment. That came out the other day that he's on pace for breaking Calvin Johnson's yardage record if he stays on pace over these first um, rest of the season, over the first six games. So he is playing really well. He's playing really, really well at the moment. Um, but for the Vikings, again, it's kind of them what the one where they seem to just be ticking along and no one's really talking about them at the moment, the Vikings. They keep they still picking up the wins. Um they Miami completely snuffed out Cook until that 53-yard touchdown run, which was probably the the nail in the Miami coffin, I think, because of, uh, before then they were still in the game. And then as soon as that Dalvin Cook won, I think it kind of like dented their confidence a little bit. But the Vikings look very 
they look they look like the Titans did that season where the Titans went on a bit of a run and they no one really knew how they were winning games, but they're just winning games. And I think that Cousins, 20 for 30, two TDs safe, Cook on the ground game as well, seem to be doing the business. So, yeah, the Vikings are a team to – they'll probably be staying around my around probably the four or five in my power rankings, which they were last week. And again, they just seem to be knocking teams off as and when they're playing them. So fair play to the Vikings. Yeah, Vikings look really good. I, the NFC North is obviously there for the taking for them, really. The Lions aren't really playing consistently enough. The Bears have their very apparent problems, especially offensively. <laughs> and uh, the Packers can't seem to get it going just yet. If they continue this slow start, then Vikings might have built up a big enough lead that they can't catch them. And uh, I would not mind seeing that. Uh, Patriots at the Browns next. Uh, Miles, you must have enjoyed this one, right? Yes, yes, I did. And actually, weirdly enough, this was the first game I have actually put the Patriots down as a winner in the predictions. Because every week I thought we were going to lose. Every single week I thought we were going to lose. And then, yeah, I just, I, I just, I just, I think. As I've been saying, every single every single week I've said this, we've run the ball really well. And then against the Lions, we were really good defensively. You put those two things together, winning formula most of the time. So Cleveland, I think they were like bottom four in run defense or something like that. And it's so, and you know, Ramondre Stevenson is great. Our run game is just great. Obviously, the worry was Bailey Zappi because only a second start, and it's like you know, he's you know a late round rookie, and you know, but it you know worked out, and he played really well. Um, yeah, the Browns just couldn't; they just couldn't really touch us, and I just it was it felt like watching the Patriots back when we were actually a really good team, and people would see us on the schedule and be scared. Like that's how it felt. I felt comfortable the whole game and I never feel comfortable the whole game when the Patriots play because I just always think something's going to go wrong but 38-15 win I just it was it was so so fun it was so fun to watch us play defensively offensively every part of the game we were so so good and I mean nobody likes Cleveland at the moment really because of you know you know who, but yeah, I just it was it felt even better being against Cleveland. I'm sure, Bill enjoyed it because he used to coach them, but yeah, it was just really good, really good to see us um, get Tyquan Thornton involved in the red zone, designed a few plays for him there. He got a touchdown. Um, so yeah, I just think that was a really, really encouraging performance. That's back to back encouraging performances, um, especially how dominant we were on defense. So really hoping that we can kick on from here because I it was really bleak at the start of the year. It really was. I was like, right, this is this is just gonna be a horrible season. Um and then we got the Bears next week. So it's like again, feel quite confident with that. So I just yeah, really good, really good from the Patriots. Browns are really poor. Um I think Jacoby Brissett through a couple of interceptions. We managed to keep Chubb to 56 yards which is very impressive because he's been running riot all year so yeah just um just an all-round perfect performance really only allowed 15 points yeah just yeah running out of superlatives for us it was it was that good yeah you know just maybe if Bailey's happy keeps this up he uh keeps Matt Jones out of the... well that's Sorry. what that's what me that's what me and Dave were saying on Twitter is well you know you can't really bench a winning QB I understand that it's come against two teams that aren't great but you know he's looking good Mac Jones is again we already know what we've got with Mac Jones I don't think we'll actually bench Mac Jones but I think it could be fun to see what Bailey Zappi's about but who knows there's something about him though I don't know what it is something I about mean... him as much as I would hate to foreshadow another dynasty in New England, it's not the first. It wouldn't be the first time. Yeah, that the exactly. starter got injured, <laughs> and then the backup came in and took his job. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Okay, moving on to the Panthers at the Rams here. Um, pretty complicated game. I I I had a feeling that the Panthers were going to get an interim coach boost here. Um, I, it, it could not have been. A worse prediction if I tried. Um, <laughs> Ash, uh, I mean, it was pretty confident with the Rams here, wasn't it? 
Yeah, I mean, both these the, these teams are ugly watcher, watching at the moment, aren't they? Um, McVay, I don't know what's going on with the Rams. They just, they're so predictable and they're so boring to watch. It's not like the McVay teams that we're used to. Well, I mentioned it last week that they can't run the ball. Obviously, questions have come out now about Acres. They're looking at probably going to be trading before the deadline. Um and knowing the Rams and how much they don't like draft picks, they'll probably be looking to acquire someone else in a trade because they are looking far too one-dimensional at the moment and they kind of feel like they need a kick kick up the bum, to be honest, um, and especially more on offense than on D. Carolina, I mean, what can you say about Carolina? They are an absolute mess. Um, just getting rid of Matt Rule has not really changed anything. We've now heard Robbie Anderson is now being traded to Arizona for a sixth and a seventh round pick. Is that uh, it? Yep. Wow. Sixth in uh sixth next year and a seventh in twenty four. Um, but it looked like they were going to cut him. To be honest, with what happened on the sideline. Yeah. So. Um. So it for Carolina, it cannot pretty much get any worse. And I would say. If I had to predict now, I would say Carolina will be picking number one because I don't think that they've got another win in them, to be honest. I think that they've won their only game of the season and I think they'll see out the clock now. And they'll think that with the trades that are coming in, trade offers that are coming in, I can see them uh, being the number one pick because there's already talk that they might try and trade McCaffrey. There's talk about Brian Burns. There's talk about DJ Moore. And I will, I will probably say that there's going to be maybe two or three that will get traded along with Robbie Anderson before the deadline. So, yeah, sad times in Carolina, but they do need an overhaul. And I think that even if they can do something like the Giants did, get a good coach, get someone that's a little bit more strong-minded, that's a bit more savvy, and then build off the coach, get a new QB in, in this draft coming in, um, which will be brought obviously Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, um, and then build off of that because that them two probably are the most important things. QBing and head coach are the most important things. The Carolina need to do their best to tank this year, to be honest, in my opinion. Yeah, it's one of those weird things where you didn't think it could get any worse by getting rid of Matt Rule. But somehow he's, it seems as if he was keeping everything together. They just, uh, you get rid of him immediately, the coaches are fighting with the players. Um, obviously, they've just traded Robbie Anderson. That was actually the first I'd heard of the actual value they got for him. Yeah, same. Um, I mean, to be fair, that it, it sort of makes sense for a just get him out of the building, we'll take what we can mm. get sort of deal. Um, but yeah, it's really tough. Because he's a decent player, Robbie Anderson. He's not, you know, he's probably not top 20 receiver in the league. But like, he can do something for you. And you know, I guess there's a number two for DeAndre Hopkins, which is what he will be sort of going forward, at least for whilst Hollywood Brown is out with a foot injury. Um, I mean, I guess he could do a job there for Arizona. I mean, it's it, just I, been, um, it's just been said that Brown's, um, Ian Rappaport just said that Brown's only out for six weeks. So, uh, it's not as bad. It was feared to be season ending. So it's actually not too bad anymore, but mm. yeah, it will still have six weeks as the number two. For sure. That's uh, good to hear and an incredibly exciting prospect for the Cardinals offense. I mean Yeah. Robbie Anderson, oh my days. And like that I he's a decent player, but the that's gonna be really rough to watch the next few weeks at least. <laughs> um moving on to the Niners at the Falcons here. Uh Miles, this was another massive upset here. Marcus Mariota had the game of his life against one of the what we thought was the best defense in the league. Um, I mean, what on earth happened to? I actually have no idea because it just it, it I it honestly kind of put it down to any given Sunday. But I, the, what I did see was that sometimes like Jimmy G is a good QB. He's a good game manager. He's fine, but he doesn't have he's got a high floor but a low ceiling and he doesn't have that spark that someone like Trey Lance has you know he's kind of and I think that's kind of where they stuttered when they were running out of ideas when the Falcons D were were keeping them you know holding them back that was it that's their whole offense was designed for a, a very explosive mobile quarterback and 
they haven't got him there and Jimmy G just can't do the same thing. So yeah, yeah, I just it was it was yeah, I think again they just weren't they weren't terrible. It just it wasn't working. They kind of ran out of ideas. Um they were quite banged up on D, um, which, you know, is obviously harsh, but they they've still yeah, they're still better than that. And the Falcons, again, they've surprised me a lot this season. I kind of thought they would just lose almost every single game, but they've been even pretty solid, and it was a, it was a pretty just solid showing. Mariota just he's do, he does what he has been doing his whole career. It's just quite hard to do at this level consistently if you're not named Allen Mahomes or Jackson. So yeah, it's yeah he's he was fine. He was, and then the problem is with Falcons they don't use their best players properly. They manage to win, so I guess it doesn't matter. But again, Drake London only had three catches, 40 yards. Pitts only had three catches for 19 yards. He did score a touchdown, but I know their head coach came out and said, oh, we don't care about fantasy football. We're trying to win games, but they weren't winning games when he said that. So at least they're winning now. But I think a lot of that was because of the D. I think offensively, they need to. there's still some kinks to work out, but this was always going to be a down year for them. But big worry for the Niners, really. Um they need to they need to find a way to bounce back because this is pretty much the opposite scoreline I predicted. Um pretty much had the Niners winning it by that scoreline. So yeah, a bit of a mess. But it was good good fun to watch, you know. Thought it was really it was a really entertaining game. Just very, very worrying from the Niners standpoint. But fun for the Falcons. It's up to a point. Yeah, it wasn't as someone who was playing against Marcus Mariota in fantasy this week. It was not a fun game to watch. <laughs> but of all the people you expect to bite you, but to be fair, still won. So you know, that's uh, it's all okay. Um, but yeah, it's, the Niners are in a really, really weird place right here. Um, we got quite a bit of stick a couple of weeks ago for leaving off the power rankings. Clearly, we yeah. were right. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a very strange team. I, they're not very explosive on offense. Um, and to be fair, you do kind of expect that, but it's even Devo Samuel, you know, he he doesn't quite look as good as he was. There's that. I mean, it's a, it's a shame to think that he might be sort of ground into the into the ground. <laughs> it's not a great use of words, but we'll go with it. Um, like all the other running backs, he might already be past his prime, but I don't know. I, I, it's, and obviously George Kittle being used mainly as a blocking tight end hmm. is um, very strange things going on in San Francisco. But I, that's there's maybe there's still going to be a decent team. I honestly don't know this league anymore. I'm not going to try and claim. And like I'll still make the predictions every week, but I'm not going to claim. Well, they've got the Chiefs <laughs> next week, so they're probably I think that's that's a big that's got to be a big bounce back game for both of them. So we'll yeah, see. Yeah, I'm not going to claim any semblance of accuracy with my predictions anymore. So, yeah, <laughs> this all going out of the window. Um, Cardinals at the Seahawks, just about rounding up here. Um, Ash, the Cardinals have just traded for Robbie Anderson. Um, mm-hmm. Is he the one who's going to fix all these problems that they've had? No, I think um, it probably lies a lot, a lot deeper in Arizona at the moment. I think it probably... It's probably going on Chris Kingsbury's shoulders. Um, they just look so disjointed. Kyler can't seem to be getting everything going. Um, I don't think Robbie Anderson's going to solve anything. I think it's more to do with just the core plan at the moment. I think this offense is just turd. If I'm honest, it's really <laughs> bad. Um, but I'm not going to take anything away from Seattle that at the moment look like the app absolute winners of the Russell Wilson trade and the draft class that they have produced from part of that Russell Wilson trade has been excellent. Mm. I mean, they've got Kenneth Walker who's came out this week, broke out this week, to be honest. Um, and the stat cut, I saw a stat today. It was, he's had 22 missed tackles already. Um, he's hardly even played 22 missed tackles out of 44 attempts. So half of his half of his runs have gone, and he's had a missed tackle in each of those. Um, and also, just with some of the other players, they've managed to um, get. I think Abe Lucas on the offensive line at right tackle has been immense. Uh, Cross on the left tackle has been immense. Yeah. They've got Mafe, he's been playing really well as an edge rusher, and they've got a 
probably one of the premier talents at corner in Woolen um, that's absolutely balling at the moment. Um, so what Seattle have managed to do to turn from this Russell Wilson thing into a positive um, and kick on and be three and three, I think everyone had Seattle dead and buried in this division with San Francisco, Arizona and LA. And they are sitting there at three and three, smug as you like, just saying we can do this with Gino Smith. And they did. And Gino didn't even have to really do much this weekend. No. So fair play to Seattle. They are quietly just motoring along, do their they're doing their work. And I think that they're with the if they can build off the draft class that they had last year into next season, we're talking about a Seattle team, to be honest, that could probably compete for the division because Arizona don't look like anywhere near it. LA look like they're going backwards. San Francisco look lost. So Seattle could be one to look at. Probably not this year because I think one of those teams will kind of get their shit together, basically. But next year, you could be talking about Seattle, one of the deepest and salary cap wise, one of the best looking um, rosters in that division. Yeah, and you know, you look at this just this season as a whole. You've got the Packers, the Buccaneers, and uh, sorry, and the Forty Niners all losing this week. Uh, just like if you just talk about, you know, look at the wild card spot. Um, they're absolutely in with a shout. They're, you know, I'm not necessarily saying they're favourites or anything, but uh, they're definitely in the conversation. At least yeah. they deserve to be. And and that NFC as well is so up in the air at the moment. We talk about how the AFC's a competitive division and is, there's certain teams there you'd expect to get in, but some of them aren't playing that well. The NFC, you've got the Eagles and then you've got everybody else. Literally at the moment, it's the Eagles. You could maybe argue the Vikings because they're actually stringing wins together. But every other team in the NFC, really you could say there's a chance that they make it and there's a chance that they're not. And if I'm honest, it's it, there's teams there, like you said, like the Giants earlier, They no one expected the Giants to be in and amongst it. And they're like the second best team in the NFC at the moment. So <laughs> it's crazy to think that that's, that that's the situation you've got in the NFC, where in the AFC, there's a little bit more organisation as such. You know, the Bills are there, the Chiefs are there, et cetera. But with, with the NFC, it's so up in the air with teams, like you said, like Tampa, and the Packers and San Francisco really underperforming and, and the Rams underperforming that there's teams like the Giants, Seattle, even teams like the Falcons, if they can string some more wins together that could actually go, hang on a minute, we've got a chance of making the playoffs here, which which is crazy to think that Seattle, the Giants and the Falcons would be even talking about that at, at sort of like week six, like what we like a quarter away through the season now, oh, a third away through the season. So it's mad. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's mad to think when you say that the Giants might be the second best team in the NFC. I mean, we've had a decent season. We should be nowhere near that high up the rankings, but I, yeah, we might. It probably is true. I mean, you know, just based on, but it's based on what we've seen. I'm sure they will ultimately disappoint me, but with yes, yeah. <laughs> um, Commanders at the Bears to wrap us up. Um, we just had the news that Carson Wentz is out for four to six weeks. Mm. Um, so Taylor Heineke at quarterback, yay! Um, I mean, <laughs> would he be any improvement? Do you reckon him from what you saw him, Miles? I want to see Sam Howell at quarterback for the Commanders. I just think, I mean, look, Heineke quarterbacked the the Commanders for a season. He was fine. He's not a bad player at all, but he's he's. He's he's basically a career backup. He's never going to be a, a great starter in this league. So why not just roll with Howell? You're not gonna. You're, they're not in Super Bowl contention at all this year. You, you, not even going to get out of the division probably. Just roll with Howell. See what you got. Don't really like Heineke being a start. You know, it's a good chance that Heineke just gets benched because I actually, you know what? Screw it. Let's just see what we've got with Sam Howell um, after a couple of weeks. So. I'm going to be patient there, but yeah, really like Sam Howell. The commander, I don't actually think Wentz is fully at fault for how bad the commanders are. I think the coaching is, is atrocious. Like, and they're not, they've got a good group of receivers and they're kind of making Samuel the, the main man there, which not, no disrespect to him. Like he's a good player, but 
you've got you've just spent a first round pick on Jahan Dotson and you've got scary Terry there. Like and yeah, so it's just a bit confusing. I think you've got those three receivers and you've got the running right okay, Brian Robinson's just coming back, but you've got Anton Antonio Gibson's a great running back and you're putting up twelve points on a Bears team which just have been so so bad. I just yeah, it just the whole thing stinks really. It kind of reminds me of the not as bad as, but a bit like the Broncos where the personnel are not meeting the you know, you expect a bit better from them. But yeah. Just a bit of a mess all round, really. Think Fields was right, okay. There was there was that, that missed passing touchdown from Fields and I'm a lot of people going off the fields, but I think that was on the tight end. I think it was a timing play, and the tight end was too slow to get there. Um, but that was, you know, that was probably the most interesting point of that game. Really ugly game, you know, 19 points on primetime television. Amazon have mugged, mugged themselves, really, haven't they? Spent all that money to get first in football. And what <laughs> the first in games this year have been so bad. So um, literally, the, the best one was week one, Bills Rams. That was the best Thursday night game. No, just wasn't too bad, but it's just, yeah, I just, I just, I just don't know, yeah, but yeah, that, that, yeah, Bears, Commanders, both, both franchises just a bit all over the place, really. Um, Bears kind of, I, 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 one of the last people that has faith in Justin Fields. Um, I just think the Bears aren't really doing many favors, especially the group of receivers they gave him this year. Um, and then other side commanders just start howl, please. I just, you know, I didn't think he was amazing in college, but it was pretty good and better than Heineke. Probably, probably better than Wentz. <laughs> well, you know, I guess I mean, we'll see. But how high yeah, just are. don't like him. Don't like, don't don't like what the commanders are doing. I think Ron is bad and should probably just go. But we'll see. Yeah, because I, I mean, I'm assuming here they are going to give it to Heineke, given that he has been the backup um, for the first few weeks of the season. Um, it would be interesting to see how long he lasts if so, if they do start getting itchy trigger fingers for Sam Howell. Yeah, um, I mean, I think it's because Ron Rivera will be he's fight clear, clearly fighting for his job right now. So Heineke is your best shot at winning right now and just getting a few cheap wins. Like he 100% is because you know what you've got with him. But from a franchise longevity point of view, why not just have a look at the guy you drafted late on? Cheap draft capital. If it works out, maybe you just shore up the O line next year in the draft or get another receiver or better tight end or, or better defenders or something like that. But yeah, I just I don't I don't like going with Heineke, but I think Ron will do it to try and save his job. So maybe when he gets sacked, inevitably the next guy comes in and thinks, right, let's get rid of Wentz and bring in how start how I don't know, but I just I want Howell to play, I really do. And you never know, maybe Howell starts and he's amazing, and it does save, and that's what saves Rivera's job. And then we, you don't, they don't even have to start Wentz for the you know rest of the season, and they can keep their second round picks and Colts. And uh, everyone's happy at the Commanders for once. Um, on to the Monday Night Football. Just a quick little preview. Ash, your Chargers taking on the Broncos. You must be feeling pretty confident here, right? Um, not overly confident. It's the Chargers. So um, <laughs> if someone's going to beat the Chargers to- tonight, it's not going to be Denver. It's going to be the Chargers. Um, so I'm not overly confident. Um, Keenan's doubtful. Um, which then, and we know Denver, to be honest, this Denver D's playing really well at the moment. Pat Satan, Chubb's having one of the best seasons um, since his rookie year. Um, so they're slyly putting things together. Um, but obviously their offense is pretty bad. Um, and red zone at the moment, spoke spoke to Colin from the Irish NFL show this week as well, um, who's a Broncos fan. And he's, he said the red zone um, play for Denver this this year has been probably, I think he said it's like 30 seconds in the league. They're that bad in the red zone. So I think the key is hopefully is um, um, go out early, take a good lead. And then if I don't think Denver have got the offense really to catch up with the charges. So fingers crossed we can put it together. Um, but I think it's going to be closer than everyone thinks it's going to be. Um, even though we're at home, I still think the Chargers know how 
they're not one of them teams that blow anyone out of the water. So it will still be relatively close, I think. A part of me that feels there's a part of me that feels like this is going to go to overtime and it's just going to end up being a tie because both coaches keep going for three, three on four down <laughs> for the second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, just, they, they just they just run the clock out the entire time because they have so many magical field, magical field goals that they could take, but they just go. <laughs> oh, no, I've got a gut feeling this one's going to work. Um, <laughs> it seems to be how things are going, at least from maybe end twelve twelve. <laughs> oh, please, please, no, Justin nice. uh, Herbert, surely he's got to, you know, at least throw three touchdowns. There's, I mean, this is the, like the Broncos' defense is good, but you think Justin Herbert, you know, he's going to get enough of the ball here that he'll be able to carve them up and make get them tired, of course. Yeah, the thing I think, like you said, the key is keeping them on the field, get them tired, and if we can go up early, I think that then. Fingers crossed, we'll be able to see see the game out. But knowing, like I said, knowing the charges, it will be edge of the seat stuff, and it'll probably be decided on a fourth down or a kick or something stupid that the charges normally come up with. So, um, yeah, it'll be a be a fun game to watch. I'm sure. All right, great, and uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, that's pretty much it for us this week. Uh, Miles, any party words for us? Um, I would just like to remind everyone that the New England Patriots are a great team and everything I've said about us sucking in the past few episodes, I don't take back, but I don't I, that those that's a different that's a different me speaking. This is a this is a Miles that really is enjoying watching us play for the first time in, in a in a long time. Um so yeah, go Pats. Ash, any parting words? My parting word is to say I apologise to Ollie after absolutely caning his Giants in the first <laughs> podcast of the season, saying that this team are not going to do anything. And then since then, they've done everything to prove me wrong. So I'm going to apologise. My final voice to apologise to Ollie and say the Giants have definitely proved me wrong this year. Yeah, they're legit. To be fair, I think I had them about 6 and 11. So and now I've got them at 11 <laughs> and 6. So it's funny how the table's turned. Uh, yeah. And it's yeah, it's going to be a fun season for the rest of the year. Um, can't wait to see Saquon Barkley just taking over at quarterback full time. That'll be a great sight to see. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you in a bit.